Does that mean you're not afraid of anything and I see? No. It means I'm afraid of everything! That's friggin' sweet! Welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling 100. This is the 100th episode of We Don't Know Wrestling, uh, a wrestling podcast that is very, very bad. I cannot stress that enough. It is absolutely horrendous, and the fact that it has made it this far is incredible. It started with myself, Sam and Tanner uh, essentially chatting and saying, hey, we probably should start a podcast. I think we got good banter. We got we can do this. So we started the Wazim cast, a even more horrendous name for a podcast. Um, that lasted 20 episodes somehow. And now we're here. Uh, somehow getting four years deep. We started in May of 2005. 15 it is june of 2019 and what i put together today is a list of clips from our run uh one clip from the wazim cast and then a whole bunch of clips from we don't know wrestling it, well not a whole bunch i feel like that's really overselling it so i'm gonna undersell it now uh just a few that i personally enjoyed uh as i was browsing through the catalog of episodes that i have a hard drive of um I'm not saying these are the best clips that I could have chosen. I'm not saying um, these are going to be everyone's favorites. I'm just saying when I was going through and I was like, oh, I like that. That was fun. I'm going to put that in here. So here we go. Um, Starting out, um, just going to give us the very first intro of the very first We Don't Know Wrestling. And then uh, we'll go from there. Hello there, everyone. This is the first episode of We Don't Know Wrestling. I am a host, Sam, and with me, you know, with me as going to be usual, uh, Tanner. Tanner, how you doing? New podcast, I'm doing well. Whoa, we we are changing things up. That's going to be my M.O. every week, so you don't even need to introduce me anymore. Okay, well, just put, I'll, I'll sound clip that, and then we'll just, <laughs> just edit, edit that in. into every podcast. Good, I'll save save some time. Um, okay, yeah, first episode, it's going to be a little new, a little different. Well, I don't know, who knows? Exactly the same. Or exactly the same. Okay, so we have a special guest this week. Joining us is the owner of Wu Wrestling, Al Getz. Al, how you doing? I'm doing great. I got to tell you, I was worried because earlier today you guys were tweeting that you're going to have a really cool guest that people will enjoy a lot, and I just assumed that meant I was bumped. <laughs> <laughs> you would be surprised how often that happens. 
<laughs> people were like, wait, I'm the cool guest? Whoa! Yeah, and I'm on the first right. ever episode of this? I mean, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm standing are. here beside myself. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we're, on a, we're on a new journey here, and you are with us for the ride. passenger on the new ride that is We Don't Know Wrestling. Next up is one of my favorite guests on their first intro to the show, Jarrah Goldberg. For this week, I never asked what he would like to be introduced as. So we're just going to say, J.R. Goldberg, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. J.R. Goldberg is fine. J.R., uh, yeah, that's what I go by everywhere. So, uh. so I'm just going to start calling you good old J.R. and <laughs> you'll get used to it yeah. real quick. I, th- I think I have one of those like uh, great combined wrestling names where my first name is J.R. my last name is Goldberg. And I, I, I don't think that... Like, you could get to, I mean, well, there's certainly better people that I could be named after, but uh, but that's a pretty wrestling name when you get right down to it. Tanner's not. <laughs> so. You have the tough enough guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I started a real-life argument, or two people got in a real-life argument on Twitter one time because somebody was like, Tanner sucks, and was talking about tough enough Tanner, and somebody thought they were talking about me. They were like, no, <laughs> bullshit, Tanner doesn't suck, he's... He's kind of cool. Let's calm down. He's like, no, it was, it was pretty funny. I was at SmackDown when that happened. Fun fact. That's hysterical. Yeah. Either way, Tanner's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, See, Sam really believes that. <coughs> I don't know why you're even here. He knows me the best, so. Then episode 11, if we don't know wrestling, we had the now former, at the time, not current, um... Man behind Impact Wrestling social media presence, Garrett Kidney. And with us this week, an actual special guest, um, Garrett Gazkaz Kidney. How you doing? Do not ever say Gazkaz in my presence ever again. It's the first time I've ever seen it, and it's great. Uh, Go by Gazkaz. Rob Coyne. Okay, I, 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 I don't want like Casey it. Shut up, so I can it. Hello. So why don't you like it? I, no, I don't like Z's. I have a general objection to Z's. So, Arian would also be off the table. Yes, it would. Garrett the That's zebra. Worse. Kidney. Garrett the zebra. What the, that doesn't even make sense. It's got stripes, bro. It's got stripes. I, I, I got something. Garrett, you sound unsurprisingly British. I, most people sound to say American. You do. You A lot more than Rob. Rob was I, on here a couple weeks ago, and he, you know, got British all over. The gaff. Is that something British people say all over the gaff? Gaff is more Irish than British. Well, you know. You're getting a little racist Both here, Europe. Yeah. Americans don't understand the concept of Europe. Europe is all one thing to Americans. I mean, it is one continent. It's not like Europe's two continents. This is true. It's true. Europe is one continent. Yep. That is a factual statement. So I'm not sure where, where we're getting messed up here. <laughs> this is a solid understanding of geography. wrestling awards. <laughs> Right. So Bloodborne. I'm pretty sure we had this discussion in the DMs that you both were uh, going to. I'll fight you it. over Super Mario Maker. Bloodborne's a bad uh, game. <laughs> okay. Here we getting right. Okay. Right up there to it. I. It's gonna come out straight out of Destiny. Yes or no? You said Bloodborne's bosses aren't very good. They're not. And I, I was in work and I had to go to the bathroom and just calm myself down after hearing that. <laughs> Because that's a genuinely upsetting statement that a person made. I can imagine today. Sam yelling at his bosses. Be like, I, I need ten. 
I'm waiting. I'm Pete. I'll be right back. I just, I just left my desk, threw my headphones under the table. Where the fuck did the same go? He's like yelling in the bathroom. It's so bizarre. <laughs> uh, it was a mess. It was a mess. I was shaken. I was shaken, not stirred. Um. Okay. I don't know what we're going to talk about this week for realsies. Next up is from episode nine with Rob Reed. Um, and it starts off with us attempting to have tricked Tanner. And then the follow-up section is what I can only refer to as um, the big cat. Let's, uh, I didn't know we were recording right now. I mean, at this <laughs> hour, we're recording an hour earlier than usual. And I did not know. So I was eating when I got in the Skype call, which is, as you know, is one of my triggers because Sam does it every week. I actually don't do it every week. There's several podcasts. That's a hot take. Um, this was not, because we, we, we beautifully worked, Hannah. This, this whole, I don't think it was, it was worked. Because, it was so let me, let me work. preface this by saying I didn't really give a shit. <laughs> I am deeply offended now. Deeply offended. You, that's not how you seemed in the DMs when you were crying about me not coming on, but yeah, I, I see you changing your story. I I, I'm going to get these quotes up while uh, someone else tells the story, because yeah, at the moment... Well, no, I don't know the story, so seems like the ball's in Sam's court. I mean, no one's, like, listening to this, so we don't really need yeah, to. Yeah, nobody actually listens to this podcast. The, like, the I, I'm actually the only person who actually listens, so now you have zero audience. <laughs> yeah, because who wants to listen to a podcast they're on? true. I don't listen to our podcast. Joe Lanza does, apparently. That's my favorite bit about the podcast Joe Lanza listens to. Voices of Wrestling. That's it. That's where it all, that's where he draws the line. That's the only thing I'll let him listen to. He doesn't want to steal bits from other people, which oh, is fair, freak. and at the same time, it's kind of funny. I I steal everything. You know I do that, that thing over on um, MOW now? Yeah, big League. Um, okay. Speaking of Big League, okay. this is a DM Rob sent me after I said, it's fine you can't be on the podcast this week, but we have to have you on sometimes. This is the first thing he sends me. One day I'll be real fuck on your podcast. That's the quote. Direct no, no, quote. I did not change he'll a be, single word. No, no, you missed real, I don't know what the fuck that means. You missed his quote. His, his quote before that. Right. Okay. Let's read this whole conversation. He oh. goes, you want to be on the podcast? You want to be on the podcast this week, you mark. Really invitation, by the way. Real fuck. So he <laughs> says real fuck first. And I go, <laughs> I say, nah, I'm already booked for another podcast this weekend, uh, this Wednesday, perhaps another week. And then he says, it's fine. We got to have you on sometimes, though, which should be some time, but apparently Tanner can't type. I'm from the uh, South. Fuck off. <laughs> And, and when uh, they all be real fuck on your podcast, which makes a lot of it sense. It totally made sense. Um, so, yeah, we've kind of started in the middle of that story. So this is great, great audio. Uh, we should pump the brakes right now and, uh, you know, reverse a little. So we're trying to work Tanner into a shoot here and make him come off silly. Which, and it, then Case Low ruined everything. <laughs> I think that's the more of most stories that happen on wrestling Twitter. Case low ruined it. I mean, so yeah, I guess you. Yeah, so we're gonna have Rob cancel on you. And that was gonna be a hoop. Mm-hmm. Then Case was gonna cancel on oh. you, and that was gonna be a hoop. 
And then Case forgot to cancel on you mm-hmm. until today uh-huh. of the recording. But then Case shoot canceled. And then Case shoot canceled on me. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, just like the are you are you working me canceled last week? So back to making a mockery of Tanner's. Yeah, you don't escape that easily. Yeah, I would hope not because that would have been some shit banter. <laughs> Basically. Why are you doing all these gimmicks with the the underlining and the the double underlining and the italics and all all that other shit when you could literally just put a number next to the match? You want to know why? Here, let me tell you something. I can <laughs> highlight and underline or bold or italicize faster than I can put stars down. No, no, literally just a number. It's one click of a button. Well, why the hell would I do numbers? Doesn't make Why sense. the hell would you do underlining? It makes sense to me! <laughs> Whoa! Jesus! Rob! Is Christ, that, is, Rob! Is that, is that an acceptable term over there? It's not an acceptable term. It kind of is, but it's not. It's not, it's not <laughs> what? It's wow, not like you make yourself the big piece of stuff. shit here. Oh, I, I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah, you little edgy 18 year old. I'm at that age. I've got to try and like pretend. Oh, that's a big ass fucking cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Watch Facebook. I saw a really big cat. Like, the big cat. Go on. <laughs> Talk about Rob being a piece of shit, right? Somebody... I think Rob's gonna hide Oh no! <laughs> you okay there, man? <laughs> I, I wonder if Rob acts like this to the podcast every week. <laughs> just starts hyperventilating. He just can't handle his own bitch. <laughs> He's like, I fucking got him with that underline comment. Oh, man, that was good. Got him. <laughs> Ooh, this is the definition of can't handle your banter. I'm actually kind of worried about him. He hasn't breathed in like five minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe we made him cry when we called him edgy. I don't know. He's broken. I didn't know European people could express emotion outside of Gromp. Well, the problem is we store it all up and then... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck comes out when somebody says, look at that fucking cat. Look at that fucking cat. <laughs> He's <laughs> What is so funny about that? It was literally a big cat. <laughs> You've broken me. Jesus. The next clip is very time and place. It is a conversation with, obviously, myself, Tanner, and TJ Hawk discussing a match that PWG decided to book. And I don't know why I picked it other than it just brought me back to a very specific moment. And I had very specific feelings during this time. And I was like, oh, wow. It's weird how this audio instantly triggers me in a way that I was not expecting. So, here it is. Oh, so let's talk about Skrull Thatcher. How stupid is that? Can you give context on why it's stupid? Because I know, but... Because Marty Skrull sucks. No, no because it's no, no. booked already. It was booked for December 18th, and now it's booked on December 12th in two different promotions in the same state. Imagine having access to Timothy Thatcher and you book him in the same match. Because he's not working night one because he's working the TPI or whatever, supposedly. Allegedly. That's, defi- that's definitely not Allegedly. going to happen. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. But here he is working Marty Squirrel six days before he works Marty Squirrel again. And I guarantee you their match six days later is probably going to be better than this match. And anyone that doesn't know, because Tanner never said it, uh, all pro wrestling is the promotion that is going to be happening. Uh, Marty Squirrel versus Timothy Thatcher the next week. So... Uh, once once again, I'd like to point out, uh, I think my number one match I'm excited for involves Roderick Strong, and my number two match I'm excited for involves Chuck Taylor. That sounds about right. Sounds about right what for TJ Hawk. What uh, I, I, uh, I, I think it's safe to say I'm the biggest Chuck Taylor fan uh, on this podcast. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> and I don't, I don't I hate, hate Chuck him. Taylor. Oh, well, there we go. But uh, no, I, uh, I have a lot of fondness for Chuck why is that? I, I think, I mean, like, I think if you're really offended by the idea of him being like, "Watch out, I'm a fake wrestler," ha ha ha, like, then you're not gonna like him. It does that doesn't bother me, and it makes me laugh. So, and I th- I like the fact that every once in a while he can turn it on and be a fun flippy guy too. So, you know, I think he adds something to a lot of shows that he's on. Despite I like the fact, commentary. I think he's legitimately one of the best commentators. One hundred percent. Independent scene. One hundred percent. And uh, I, I think he has something to offer, and not a lot. I don't feel that way about a lot of wrestlers. I will say both Chris Hero and Timmy C. Thatcher are missing from night one, so that TPI is going to happen. Oh, just going to happen. Even though it doesn't I happen, it's a I'm tournament. No, it's a one nighter. So, so there you go. That's that's happening. Uh, still, yeah. I think it's just too. I was I was actually mad. And I don't know. I shouldn't be because who gives a shit about wrestling? Um, True. That PWG booked Marty Scurll versus Timothy Thatcher, mostly because that's a match for all pro wrestling. That's out of their comfort zone. They don't usually book those sorts of matches, and I thought that was cool that they were booking it because that's just a different route for them and another sort of match for Timothy Thatcher that seemed like a spotlight. And now PWG just books it like it's a, some fucking undercard match. On the break. For whatever reason, I have now decided to include the embryonic stages of the political hit theory delivered by Dylan Hales. You know, the the, the problem, too, is that the Royal Rumble decision and how that played out, which was all time level bad, I think was seriously compounded by the match that Reigns and Daniel Bryan had at Fastlane. Because while I thought it was a very good match, you know, if you're trying to get over Roman Reigns as a world beater who's going to go wrestle Brock Lesnar... Uh, who at that point was being portrayed as a guy that, you know, uh, fucking God couldn't hurt. Like, you really really shouldn't spend most of the match selling for Daniel Bryan. (laughs) A big portion of that match was Reigns working underneath. And, you know, I I under, like, they booked themselves into a situation where they almost had to do that because if if Reigns comes out and squashes Daniel Bryan, I mean, people are going to be even more pissed. But, it was just a, like a really poorly a poor idea on paper that was even poor in the way it was done, despite the fact that it was a really good match. Um, you know, and then, I mean, look what happens. Look where Reigns goes after WrestleMania. I mean, what's he doing after WrestleMania? Is it dragging, was the, dragging Big Show to a decent match? Yeah, I mean, he's wrestling <laughs> yeah. the Big Show. Who's, I mean, if, if there's anybody you don't want to have a feud with in the WWE in 2015... It's probably the big show. Like, like that's or Bray probably, Wyatt. Or, or Bray Wyatt. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I, it, it's just, 
it's amazing to me. And they're putting him in these positions with these promos where there's absolutely a no-win situation. Even something like the face-off that he had with Brock right before WrestleMania with the stupid tug-of-war for the title, <laughs> which was the weakest <laughs> the weakest Brock has ever looked on WWE television. Like, And it, it certainly didn't do Reigns any favors. I just I refuse to believe that these things are all just, well, WWE mistakes. You know, I just – there's mistakes and then there's this. Like, this is – it comes across as like way like if you're trying to push a top guy. When was the last time they tried to? Cena in maybe 2005. Yeah, yeah like that's 2004, right. 2005. So like if you compare the two, I mean, it, it, not only the result that obviously it worked out great for Cena, but the build was far smarter. Well, yeah, I mean, like where's Roman Reigns' match that would be akin to the JBL uh, Cena I Quit match, for example? To just take it like one example. Well, you know, it could have been the show match, but it wasn't for the title because he just lost. Yes, you know, right. so that that kind of could have served as that match. I agree but, with that because it's kind of like the the guy who probably shouldn't be in the spot in the first place, and the new star actually has a great match with him. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I. I think um, I think John Cena is a unique talent, and I as much as as much as I like Roman Reigns as a performer, I don't really think he has the same overall package that uh, John Cena has. And by that I mean John Cena has a bigger dick. But yeah. well, if you've seen Trainwreck, you could probably assume that is the case. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I just don't think he's the same level of talent, and, and like if you're talking big picture, but. That doesn't mean that the sabotage is not on Roman Reigns. I just think that there's a lot of evidence to support that theory. Um, and I, and I'm, I will, I'm probably going to write about this eventually. I've already sketched out an outline. Uh, and, and there are alternative theories. Too. You know, one, another theory that's been bandied around is that the idea that Paul Heyman has more influence than people realize – and he has gotten people's ear and, and, you know, has sort of helped to make Reigns look like a fool so that Brock is clearly going to be the top star and they'll always need him and they'll always have to have his number on speed dial. I'm suspicious of that, but again, this is Paul Heyman. And if, if you look at the contract that uh, Brock got, it's kind of mind-blowing for a guy who's done absolutely nothing to move numbers and done nothing to help the company at all. I mean, he, Brock got a raise, right? That's what, yeah, blew, he's, that's what blew my mind. <laughs> he got a raise. After the last. Yeah, he got, he got a raise. This is bringing up some real and good to, memories from this year. And to me, because <laughs> I, I don't particularly care about the business quite as much as a lot of people like, like Dylan, like yourself does, I, I, I don't care that they're spending all that money to have two great Brock matches a year, but it doesn't make any less dumb for them. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a profoundly stupid thing to do from a business perspective. Now, from an in-ring perspective, I've got no problem watching three, you know, I guess this year we probably got maybe three or three really good Lesnar I, matches. I, I think we got two arguably match of the year contenders, and the first Undertaker yeah. match completely over-delivered. So, I thought the second one did too, frankly. I yeah. didn't like it quite as much, but that's, you know, not uh, not near, not nearly, I mean, it was good. It was unquestionable. It's being, it's being wildly... Overrated over at Sigmundicata. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And I usually My, agree with those guys on, on more often than not. But I think they had it, like, number one. I'm like, no. Nah. They have it number <laughs> one. 
I was no. like, my goodness, Wait, guys. the cell match? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, hey, hey. Fire. It had well, blood. Those guys I was had just, blood. I was just about <laughs> to say, Devin nailed it. Phil is an admitted vampire, so um, double juice in the WWE main event 2015 is probably going to get you to the top spot. Like, automatically. You have to work out of being in the top spot. Gotta <laughs> do something real dumb. Gotta do something real dumb. But uh, you know what's weird about the Brock run? This is completely not related to the political hit at all. But uh, I'm gonna do what Tanner does and just say random shit. The what's like Brock squashes have kind of sucked. Like the squash matches, like the Kofi and Brock, Big Show match, like. I would expect Brock to like have had like entertaining squashes, especially because they built those two specials around him. And I thought they both kind of sucked. What, what <laughs> didn't you like about them? Because I know we disagreed about both of those at the time. I just thought they were really like they didn't have any energy to them at all. I didn't think uh, the Japan match had more, but not as much as I would have expected. I thought the show match had like little to none, and. It was not, like, an entertaining steamrolling. It wasn't, like, a match with pace that really jumps out. It was just, you know, Lesnar in there doing a couple things, and that was that. I mean, like, there was nothing um, nothing particularly violent about it at all in either case. I was really disappointed by both of them. I, I think if he did that, you know, 15 times a year, I probably wouldn't like any of them. But if he's only doing it once or twice a year, I'm still probably going to enjoy it. But I'm I'm a Brock Mark, so I can't uh, deny that. My uh, my my favorite part of the uh, Lesnar show squash was that was that gif or whatever that came online, or that where they had like the post match for where you know they 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 caught him calling the spot or whatever, and Brock's like, all right, I guess. Uh, I guess he was referring to Vince or something that, you know, he wants another F5 and Vince is, and shows like, oh, the piece of shit. And he gives an F5. But that happened? That, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was a gift that somebody posted on PWO. I mean, I suppose it could have been, it could have been made up, but it, 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 it looked legit to me. I mean, it, it, it was, somebody posted it on PWO on the, on the thread of the show. That was, that was, that was the best part of the match. Was, 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 uh, was, uh, Basically confirming that Vince was Vince going, give him another goddamn <laughs> I decided to include a clip of one of the more awkward uh, exchanges in We Don't Know Wrestling history because, you know, if this podcast is anything, um, it's awkward at times. Uh, so this is me and Stephen Graham. But you usually got to subtract. You know, there's podcasts. people. That was the shocking thing to me uh, when I started doing podcasts is to find out like people go to SoundCloud and listen through SoundCloud. It's a like, garbage how, way to do it. How is possible? I mean, I get people do it, but still, don't do that. Like, do you you carry your like, like how are you doing? Like, what are you? You sitting there knitting a sh- like a sweater while you like I need to I do it while I'm doing the dishes I uh, I listen to podcasts while I'm walking my dog or I'm on transit to work like I don't understand do they have unlimited data like or are you just stationary while you're listening to a podcast I can't be stationary I use podcasts as a way of moving time uh, <laughs> quicker it's <sighs> podcasts are actually time machines they don't they haven't looped in that little secret yet but. They might time move about twice as fast. It feels like. Um, and there's actually like uh, there's something to that because 
um, there was this comic podcast um, I still listen to from time to time, comic uh, Geek Speak. Um, a lot of my favorite hosts have moved on, so I don't listen to it much. Bastards. Uh, yeah, you know, people have lives and stuff. They should stop and that. <laughs> I used to, when I was getting caught up onto it, I used to like sometimes put it on while I was taking a bath. And if I ever turn that podcast on again, like the opening music, I feel like like I'm wet a little bit. Like I'm <laughs> I have like this hmm? weird flashback. It's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. How Don't I, ever uh... say that again. I think I got to mark this episode as explicit now. <laughs> I didn't use the word moist. Uh, you did say that you get wet, though. So I'm just it's debatable. We're really <laughs> straddling a line here. What line are we straddling? I don't know. I just know every time I go to the bathroom, I'm bringing a podcast with me because I never know how long that venture is going to take. But um, do you ever listen to a podcast and like feel like you're on a toilet? No, but sometimes I'll end up closing my eyes by accident, which is also what I do in the bathroom. So, oh, you just got to take in the scenery, brother. Got to take in the scenery. Take a quick cat nap there. I'm mostly doing this at work, but you know. Fall Man. asleep on the toilet for a few minutes. Give yourself that extra break. You deserve it. It's a little, Maybe. A little life, life hack there. I'm going to put that in Reddit. Um, life hacks is one of the most idiotic terms <laughs> in the history of the world. <laughs> like, I saw one once. It was like, ooh, life hack. You can rip off the end of your 12-pack of Coke and shove it into your fridge. There you go. I was like, how, what the, how is that? I don't get it. What does it even mean? <laughs> how is, how is your life better? And how does, uh, like, is hacking always something that makes everything better? Yes. Because we all okay. want to be hackers. Cause we're... I, I watched a documentary about that with uh, Angelina Jolie. It's from the 90s. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't think they had the best life. Hackers. Probably not. Probably not. Um, and uh, what? Uh, Snowden, you know, he had to leave the country. The American country. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Maybe all Americans should hack something so they can get kicked out. <laughs> That's one way to go about it. Had to include a clip from one of my favorite episodes of We Don't Know Wrestling where Andrew Gillinghall and Brock Jenke break down backyard wrestling in the community uh, behind it for me. This Grabgasm 8, right? Presumably there was a 1 through 7. Um, <laughs> you would hope so. Grabgasm, they, they did these as they would go to Cooperstown, New York for a weekend, this, the same group of guys every month, and they would film two episodes on Saturday, two episodes on Sunday. And they did 20 of these to make like a full season of wrestling, mm. so to speak. Story-driven um, wrestling, specifically. Yeah, full storylines, feuds, promos, the whole nine. Uh, they did a they did a Cybernetico to blow off a feud, mm. like a full nine-on-nine nine batting orders Cybernetico, um, and like all sorts of stuff. Um, so that like that this was very unique in, in that sense. So, and that's why it's that's why it's these clip packages rather than the music videos. So some Chikara marks got a, got yarding. Um, <laughs> who's doing a cyber Um 
Okay. I don't think there's ever been another one in, in the yard. That might be the only one. That would be that'd be something you can put your hat on right there. Yeah. It was like an hour long. Like it was a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. You got there. Cybernetic was our midnight. Complicated <laughs> matches started at midnight. That can't yeah. be. Yeah. That's no, true. That's oh, correct. Why would you do that? Are you an idiot? Get yeah, it together, they, people. They were they were so at the at these shows you could camp out in this yard. So people just set up their tents. Sure. And they and they and they wrestled and they drank and there were shenanigans involved. But yeah, that Cybernetico Bell was that that it was the main event started at midnight. <laughs> Good. Backyard wrestlers aren't too good at running shows. Yes, we're not organized. <laughs> yes. We don't have we don't have Vince and Gorilla. We've yeah. got we've got Marcus Santafonte, and I mean just, you know, <laughs> just like who's that guy? Okay, so I have not much to say about the match, but I think this uh, these escapades have helped uh, again give me some more, mm. a better idea of what the potential of these yarding uh, groups can do. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to give you like a variety among these among these videos, not just of like time period and uh, location, but just of like content. To I mean, backyard wrestling isn't isn't just a couple of people rolling around on a mattress when they're eight years old. Like it's it's a lot more organized than that. It's a lot more like widespread than that, and it, it has a lot of things going into it. Next up, we have myself, Tim Bushner, and Brock Hankey. Giving you the dream over 40 shoot style tournament that you've always wanted. I'm going to give you guys the option to pick one or the other, whatever you feel is easiest for you. Um, from Tanner, he said, pick eight current U.S. indie guys you would put in a shoot style tournament. Then from a heavy machinery fan at Villanski Kanjik, um, each of you select eight man shoot style tournament lineup with the catch being that you could only pick active wrestlers over 40 years old oh shit i didn't do active so i'm gonna have to remove one guy from this list uh i move that we don't recognize tanner's question because it's tanner i, I mean always that's my policy that's but that's i thought fair. i wanted to give him a shot this time well too bad tanner so sad okay so we gotta pick guys over 40 um, do we want to make this a group project or solo each person? It's too, it's too group. I don't think this, we can do. Yes. Yeah, I don't think we can do twenty-four different guys. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Um, Very difficult. So we, we, well, yeah, and if we both, if we all have to leave and do our work separately, like, <laughs> I know that you don't do a lot of editing to the podcast, there, Sam. Just be dead air. <laughs> It'll just be my keyboard typing. It'll be great. Yeah. What do we consider active? I thought you were going to say, what do we consider 40? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there has been some fuzzy logic lately, especially, you know, with Americans and alternative uh, well, facts. So. I, I was going to, I was going to bring up a luchador and, and sometimes their ages are a little fuzzy. Uh, yeah, but like, one guy, like under, Undertaker, like they try to pretend like he's not over 50. He totally is. I don't know why yeah. they pretend. Um, but speaking of that luchador, there is one guy who is definitely over 40 and has been over 40 for quite some time. Uh, who is, Really good at uh, shoots or um, shoot adjacent matches in Lucha Libre, and it's someone I'm surprised we haven't brought up yet. Uh, but Black Terry. All right. Oh, yeah, that's actually okay. really good. That that works. That works. He's a he's bloodied a few guys up in his day with his fist. So just a couple. Just a couple. It'll 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 do. It'll do in a pinch. Okay. God, why? So, 
Okay, how active, how <laughs> recent do they have to have wrestled to be active? Past, <sighs> past year? Past year? This is one match in the past year? Who are you thinking here? Yeah. Well, I start. My original was I was gonna say Antonio Inoki, but <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's ridiculous. They're stretching it. When yeah. did he last wrestle? Uh, God, who knows? Because um, he retired in the nineties. Yeah, he hasn't wrestled since two thousand. Um, so I was thinking if maybe you give me the the decade, but that's not um, <laughs> the, the other one though. I have okay, I have one. There are who's there are people there are people who write for wrestling with words who were born since. Antonio Inoki retired. This is true. That's that's not active. That's true. I have one that his last match was within five years. Okay. Who was it? Don Fry. Uh yeah, I want to take Don Fry. That's a good name. Can we add in Dan Severn while we're here? Oh, that's a little... yeah, fuck that. That's oh, you want to just take Dan Severn and throw away Don Fry? Well, I would. I personally would rather have Don Fry, but Dan Severn. Is like less fuzzy active. Yeah, he's and an there's, actual there's, active wrestler. There's yes. only a, there's only room in this tournament for one great mustache. <laughs> this is true. Don Fry is the better mustache, though. Can we accept that? I, I would say that. Yeah. If he had had a match more recently, he would smoke Severin. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Sam, you have not included a name yet. I mean, I just did, but okay. Okay. Okay, you're right. Um, you said so, speaking of Don Fry, let's uh, let's get Takayama in here. Oh boy, my favorite. Let's, I uh, feel like that's fact, just a strong fit here. Despite the fact that he has had very serious recent injury concerns. Ah, well, eh, what are you going to do? Sure. He's been having those a long time. You look at his he'll, Wikipedia he'll... page, and in April 2017, when both the KOD Tag Team Championship... With Dino and the right to challenge anytime, anywhere, armband for the KOD Open Weight Championship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look at that. It was recent. <laughs> After really suffering a spinal reason. cord injury, he's got that going for him as well. So, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was just yeah he was just tag team champs, or he he might even currently be tag team champions now that I think of it. I don't. In DDT. No, I look, I'm not okay. sure. I, I didn't read far enough into this article. I didn't read about the injury yeah. aspect of it. So yes, um, they stripped him of the of the contract at the very least. Yeah, uh, because the injury, uh, him and Dino were stripped of the the, the tag team championships on May oh. 9th. So I'm so gonna, he just recently became permanently inactive. Ah, well, define permanent. You know, we're, <laughs> we're being. I think if. I think if we have the means to put on this hypothetical eight-man shoot-style tournament, that we also have the means to acquire a time machine. So I think we can go back before that ever happens. Just like, I, I just need like 11 days. Just Sure. That's, yeah. that's all I'm asking for here. <laughs> all right. Well, okay, this is, this is active, over 40, and it doesn't have to be American though, right? Sure. Dick Togo. Damn, that's a good one. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him in a shoot style setting, but like, close enough. He can, yeah, he can make it work. He's wrestled for battle arts, hasn't he? He probably has. I'm pretty sure he has. I'm sure. I mean, has, it yeah. wasn't like very shooty, but uh, he was there. I mean, he's just sort of the guy who could make that make that happen. I, I think, think it was a also had great Sasuke and uh, Tiger Mask, so it was a little fuzzy. <laughs> shooters, <laughs> real, yes. shoot, real shooters. Real shooter. Which tiger mask, actually? One of them is shooty. Couple of them. 
now I kind of want Great Sasuke in there. Is he still is he still doing doing the gimmicks? I he does he always does the Great Space War, but I'm not sure if he wrestles outside of that. Okay, okay. He's had at least one match in the last like six months, but outside of that, I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna throw in an American since. Tim just brought it up, and it's a guy who has been influenced by a lot of these people, uh, and someone I like a lot who can easily go out in the first round if he needs be, uh, Dan Maff. Ah, oh, nice. Or is it Moff? No, it is Moff, Moff, because Mafia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good one. Um, I would love to see really a burning done... hammer in a shoot-style <laughs> in a shoot style match. He, I think he could actually pull off a shoot-burning hammer. It might work, yeah. Yeah, just like King Mo was able to pull off a shoot made in Japan. I think yes. that yes. Moff could take it the other way. <laughs> you were asking a question though, Tim? Um, I was going to say the same kind of the same thing holds up though. Like how shooty is Moff? Moff doesn't have a real shoot background. Like <sighs> he might have done some style matches. Might have done some amateur wrestling, but he's just sort of like in that crew along with like strong style thugs. Yeah, yeah. He's just one of those dudes. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I mean that's a good one. Sam, you got anything? I got. I'm thinking. This is this is tough. I mean, there was someone we brought up earlier that we were. Um, oh no, I'm thinking of someone else. There was someone we did bring up earlier. That Bobby Lashley. This, yeah, because Bobby Lashley. I think like, Bobby Lashley will throw Bobby in there. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. What? How many do we have now? Is anyone keeping uh, that track? That is six. Okay. 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 So we're getting there. We're really approaching this one. We got this. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. easier than we thought. Yeah. I mean, it's taking a, some real effort here, but, you know, we're making it work. <laughs> is there anyone from the UK who would fit this? Or that, or Europe in general? Um, Everyone in that scene like, just I'm, seems super young. Immediately, um, like, you got to think, like, the Tetsujin guys. But, yeah, like, those are all young dudes. Well, and I, what's – I'm trying to think. Johnny Kidd just retired technically. Yes. Yeah. And all the World of Sport guys essentially fell off the map. Uh-huh. When World Sports stopped, they just stopped wrestling. Yeah. There is there is possibly a chance that Doug Williams is old enough. He's prob probably old enough. I'm not he sure if he's could still be active. close. Doug is 44. Oh. So Doug Williams is a, a possible call for a UK guy. Um, if we need a UK guy to pinch, I think he would ha- he would do. I'm not he's sure got, if anyone I else mean, would... He's got some shoot background too. Yeah. And he's pretty I mean he is good. That's not like a not like a knock on him or anything. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're shitting on uh good old good old Doug here. Shooting on, shitting on everybody. It's t- and uh, like it's You're tough to think bag. of like German like German guys cuz the only company that anyone yeah. follows in Germany is WXW and they don't they it's... don't keep like nostalgics. It's nuts that Walter isn't 40, but yeah. Yeah. Like, he's like he's, they, the, he's the one who immediately comes to mind, but he's, like, 10 years younger than that somehow. And, like, I think even Absolute Andy is, like, not that old. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's, like, the oldest not, guy there. Like, and I'm not sure if he would translate super well here. No, nah, he'd be terrible in shoot style. Yeah, can't be doing absolute knee drops in a, in a shoot style <laughs> match. <laughs> absolute Andy is 33. I feel like a real piece of shit. He feels wow. he feels older. How rude of he you! He feels like he's like eighty years old. He's got like a punch. He yeah. I just dads are just getting younger and younger. I think. Where does? <laughs> oh goodness. 
All right. So we want to go Doug Williams to get our European inclusion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that puts us at seven. Uh-huh. Now, where can we go with this one? Can we go with uh, a legend of the style? I think we've... We don't really, outside of Takayama, who had like that UWFI background. I, I might want to replace Takayama. With who? Too Cold. Too Cold Scorpio? Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, am, I am baffled by this. No, I think it works. Uh... Just trust me. It's, uh, I've got a lot of soul searching here. And uh, trust me, it all checks out. Um, oh my god, that's... Yes! That's fantastic. Doing it, I'm adding him. Yeah, that's it. He's in. So, <laughs> so our final one, we could go like the respectful route that kind of makes sense. And I think he has to have had a match recently, Yuki Ichikawa. Uh, Ichikawa wrestles a couple times a year, yeah. Like he's yeah. still somewhat active. I haven't seen or... Ichikawa in 17 matches, which is very frustrating. Uh-huh. Or we could go the other side. Um, with Curry Man. Hmm. You really went you went away because, with that one. Okay. Because he's older than forty and he yes. can shoot. I guess. No, we can't. Um, no Curry Man. Or I'm gonna pass on uh, on the Curry right. Man. I think I think one of those like Ichikawa or Akeda types or Funaki even, he might be the most active of all of them. I think I think someone along that line yes. would be best. I mean, Funaki is who uh, Takayama won those tag titles from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gosh. So, what a weird thing. Yeah, um, that was a very... <laughs> Did, neither of you guys saw that match? Uh, no, I, I don't watch wrestling, Tim. Uh, it was like three shooters, one of which is Takayama, so it like kind of yes. doesn't count. Um, and and Don Chacatino in a tag match. That was like pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We complain about it. Yeah, he makes it work. Yeah, the tag team of uh, of Funaki and um, wow, what the fuck is his name? Yeah, I forget his name. I love him. He's the one yeah, dude's kid. Uh, Sakaguchi. Yeah, Sakaguchi was like actually a really awesome tag team. Uh huh. And he's almost he's close to forty. Sakaguchi. He's Sakaguchi. Oh yeah, you're right. He actually he got, is. He got into wrestling super late. Well, because he was and, MMA. And, yeah, and basically just because he wanted to make his dad happy. <laughs> Right, his dad. His dad was kind of badass. If he uh-huh. still wrestled, I would probably put him in this tournament. I think I think he's in his seventies, but yeah. But he's a fucking badass. Totally I, like I think I'm very confused about who you're talking about. Uh, dude, like got a Yuki, ton of Yukio Sakaguchi. Yeah, yeah Yukio Sakaguchi. You got oh, a lot of like, okay. Uh, yakuza tattoos, but okay. black hair, but with blonde. Not streaks, but like the top of frosted it is dyed tips? blonde. They're not frosted. Because they're not, they're not tips. It's like the whole top of his head. But the he, black is like underneath. He had bleached his hair, but he lets his roots grow out. I guess, yeah. That's really what that's what it yep. is. Uh, okay, okay. He's good. He's real good for a guy who has like three years of wrestling experience. Yeah, he's he's really like fun. I don't, I watch, I don't watch DDT. Yeah, can't blame okay. him. It's hard to watch Here's now. the other one. I'm not subscribing to their service. Yeah, that that was kind of a hindrance, I think, for a lot of people for, to watch CDT was the the service, because um, people don't like to pay for things. Now, here's the other one. Now, depending on what we will allow in the forms of like uh, prosthetics. What? Um, I have no, wait, no idea. Actually, where you're I'm drop this one. I'm dropping this one right now. I forgot. Zach Gowan? <laughs> I forgot something. Yeah, I was gonna say Zach Gowan. No, uh, didn't uh, 
Didn't TNA get another one-legged guy who's like a shooter? Oh, I don't know. He ra- they had a, He was in the army. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a like a marine who got his leg blown off or something. Yes. I mean, we could always just put Atsuka in this thing and call it a day, <sighs> but that seems just too yeah. easy, almost. What about Fujiwara? We could do that. Let's put Fujiwara in there. We have to but, pick like our final. He's like our nostalgia guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like a lot of these guys are great, but they're also guys that I think would lose in the first round because they're a little old. <laughs> no, Fujiwara no, 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 no. kick everyone's one ass. We gotta get one. We pick one, and he's our guy, and he makes it all the way to the finals. I think Lashley would be that. God. Yeah, that's true. So he's gotta face somebody. I think we need a Japanese dude because like our Japanese representation is Dick Togo, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's a little sparse for how did that happen? Style. Yeah, I know, especially we... we're doing. <laughs> we made some real interesting this, calls this here. Vader match that just recently happened. What are you talking about, Tim? The one he dies in. Vader match that had Fujiwara, Fujinami, Koji Kanemoto, Koshinaka. It is distressing when Koji Kanemoto is the youngest guy in the match. I'm looking. Who booked this? Anyways, uh, Koji Kanemoto was just in the um, an ambition. The 16 Carat. He was pretty oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he did both. Yeah. No, right? Yes. Yeah, he was in a. No, wait. Yeah. yeah, he was in ambition too. I think. Okay. Yeah, so he could do a tournament setting. He's not too old to mm. to do multiple matches over a couple days. Is he 40 or is he just pushing? Koji Kanemoto is listed here as 50 years old. Surprised by that, but okay. Do you that guys want to? Right. That seems a little too old, yeah. Yeah, especially because he's he seemed fine. Yeah, but do you guys want to include him? What do you think? What do you think, Sam? Come on. Yes. Okay. So we'll so do Kanemoto. Yeah. All right. So so our eight people, and I will list this on Twitter later as well. Good. Uh, are Bobby Lashley, Black Terry Jr., Dan Severn, Too Cold Scorpio, Dick Togo, <laughs> Dan Moff, Doug Williams. <laughs> And Koji Kanemoto. Nice. How did we get here? What a That's weirdness. an Elite Eight. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more luchadors. I don't know, like, because, like, again, with shoot style being, I think, more um, more striking than grappling, or at least equal amounts of both, like, there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of young and, or there's not a lot of old and good luchadors that I think would fit that. Yeah. Like someone like Negro Navarro is great, but yeah, but like I don't know how how great he is. It's striking. <laughs> I mean, but what <laughs> like, I think LA Park could could do this. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see love to see a Tope Suicida in a shoot style match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just knows how to throw bones. Totally. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there it is. There's 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 our uh, our field of eight. Go us. We, no dumb we list. never even no fucking team. That was terrible. We're bad. Um, <laughs> We're good fans of shoot style. Next up, we have Skyler saying some rather controversial things, uh, aka positive things about the British wrestling scene, uh, and then Tanner drops what is subtly one of my favorite things he's ever said uh, about his friends. Sam, I know you don't watch Brit Rest, but. Or progress. You've dissed it multiple times. What's the difference between progress and Brit Russ? 
Well, yeah, I know he doesn't watch British wrestling in general. He doesn't even watch wrestling. Anyway, so real. Uh, there's there is a um, there is a star versus Saber Junior match from like the first round of their tournament, their Mark tournament. No, I don't I don't care about that. I watched the CZW version. It was great. Pretty. I don't pretty, need to watch I this mean, Brit version. Both. I I've seen both versions. Progress version a little bit better. You know what's oh. crazy? It's good. I really like it. You know what's crazy? Um. I, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the. the I'm gonna watch the David Starr versus Zack Saber Jr. match with a better crowd, and that's gonna be the CZW one. Like, oh, that's that's, that, that's that, about I'm as stiff a shot as you can on. you can give. If that, your crowd is not as good as CZW, Sam, I have a lot of buddies that were at Super Strong Style, and I am taking great offense right now. Yeah, well, your buddies are apparently fucking marks. Um, what? Are you talking oh, bad about the I'm, I'm adding. Fam? I'm adding some ads to the list. Talking bad at about the tank every fam? British wrestling person. That's what I call my put, my Twitter put Brit rest on on the at uh, list. Tanner and I discuss the logistics of Nick Gage wrestling out of state after he was released from prison, as well as Veterans Day. I'm just saying, Nick Gage is wrestling in New Orleans. Hiroshi Tanahashi. No, he's traveling different states. He's working AIW. Is that like, legal? Is it legal? I don't know. But this he's working AIW. He's wrestling Tim Dons. I would I would think he is not stupid enough to get arrested for <laughs> violating his probation again. I don't know. I don't know how he did it the first time. That's just how he got arrested for it the first time because people filmed it. What did he do? He got arrested for traveling across state lines. Uh, Which, now that I think about it, why did it take that long? Because he wrestled AIW the, after he got arrested. Tanner, I think we're seeing the issue here. He's and still he traveling. Uh, oh, shit. He's just working the same promotions he worked last there, Nothing has changed. Nothing you know, I really like the Dick, the Dick Gage system when you think about it. He wrestles for about six months, spends 18 months in prison, and just rinse and repeat. He never gets stale, and the dream matches are always on the table because you want to see everybody versus Nick Gage. I don't know who's left, though. Who's left for Nick Gage to fight? Rush. I don't know. I don't know if MLA's got it in them to, to book this shit. Um, oh, what if he yeah. just go? He he figures out a way to get down to Mexico and just never comes back. I could believe it. What GCW already did one double shot with DT, DTU. Yeah, it could happen. I didn't realize that uh, Schlock was the DTU champion. Is he? Yeah, I've learned that from the because he's defending the title against Eddie Kingston on November 11th. Where? Uh, GCW. Okay, okay. Game changer wrestling. Uh, Promotion of the year, arguably. Nazi sympathizer defending the belt on uh, Veterans Day? Very interesting call. It's November 11th, Veterans Day? Yeah. Veterans Day isn't on a weekend, is it? Veterans Day is always the Friday, isn't it? Fet- November 11th? Oh, wow. Okay. The, the whole... There was a saying here, Tanner. I'm not good at history, but something to do with the world war two mm. normandy my birthday's in december um I listen i haven't taken a history class since high school which is a long time at this point i don't remember anything um i haven't even been in school in years now so oh that's great you graduated the month we you started the podcast 
and now I'm here. And yeah. now I'm here. Yeah. So obviously, life going very well. Next up, it is myself and J.R. Goldberg discussing appreciating wrestling for what you're watching, as well as breaking down the wonderful uh, Halloween Havoc 2000 very briefly. And, like, so I was reviewing a Baron Corbin match, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, like, Baron Corbin gets, I don't know, not unfairly shit on, but, like, I think he's viewed as, like, a pretty mediocre worker, right? Uh, in some way. And, like, that's probably true. But, like, you can tell the way Baron Corbin was trained was to, like, wrestle in a way that pushes forward a narrative to get to specific, like, gifable spots, for lack of a better term. And, like, all of his gifable spots are really well timed and really well put together. Um, so in some ways, like Baron Corbin is very good at the style of wrestling that the performance center was clearly trying to teach him, you know, like they, they are focused on creating, you know, moments and, and that people say that, uh, to the point where it's like a meme almost, you know, but like, it's true of their big shows and it's true of their matches, you know, like there are memorable spots within matches and like Baron Corbin has very good timing and is able to hit like the deep six or whatever other moves he has it like at very, very interesting and notable ways uh, in ways that capitalize on the camera work of WWE shows. And uh, you know, it's it, it's clearly what they want out of performers like him. You know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, it, it's a thing. It's what they want. Like, and if you're watching WWE television, like, you should go into it uh, knowing that that's how they're gonna shoot their shows and that's how they're gonna train their wrestlers moving forward. Like, that should be your expectation. You shouldn't punish people for wrestling in that style. You know. Uh, because you don't like that style or that direction, you know? It's just also typically why I don't watch a ton of WWE pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite the whole aesthetic uh, that I like. The whole right. presentation, the whole um, pacing, and what they built to uh, just isn't isn't my cup of tea, typically. Sure. yeah. I mean, like, I, like, you know, I watch Puebla more than I watch any other show, uh, you know, like, I love watching Puebla every week, but that's, like, objectively a terrible wrestling show. Like, I don't, you know, so who am I to judge people that watch Raw, SmackDown, and Main Event religiously, you know? I don't know how people do it, but yeah, good well, for them. Like, I don't know, like, I don't understand why if you're going to devote six to nine hours a week to watching wrestling, why you would make it, you know, current day WWE. But again, like, that's not my decision to make, you know? Like, that's not, I'm not judging anyone for doing that. I need to be stimulated by so many different kinds of wrestling for my interest to keep up at this point. Um, Halloween Havoc 2000. Fun fact. Bad stage. No, no fun cosmetics to it. I don't know what why I'm throwing that? this at you. 
What was the card for Halloween Havoc 2000? Because I would, I want to, I want a rundown of this card. I, I very much do not remember what I watched. Right. That would I'm going to look it up on get fill some time while I look this up on Wikipedia. That would have been very too much, but all I knew was, hey, let's see what all of these venues are looking like, these ramps are looking like for this awesome event. Because if I was playing the uh, old WCW video games, Halloween Havoc, that's on the top of the list for venues I'm going to play every day. Uh, every match, that's where I'm going, because I love it. I love the atmosphere, and then when I came to this one, I was just like, oh, come on. The one thing you had going for you, nifty stages for Halloween Havoc, and you didn't deliver. And I was like, I don't need this. I got to go. Right. Then Sean Stasiak appears, and I'm like, I gotta, I really got to go. There's <laughs> other wrestling to watch. We're, uh, all right, so I'm going to run down the card for Halloween Havoc 2000. I've got it up on Cage Match here. So... First things first, we've got a world tag team title triangle match, which is Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare defeat Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. and the Boogie Knights, who were Alex Wright and Disco Inferno, uh, in 10 minutes. Um, this match actually, Meltzer rated it three and a half stars, which in 2000, like that's a that's a solid match. Like, I actually kind of want to go back and watch that now because that usually means a match is pretty good uh, if Meltzer gave it three. If Meltzer gave a WCW 2000 match three and a half stars, like, that's, that's a value there. commitment. There's value there, I think. Because um, the, the, the Meltzer stars are a sliding scale. We all know this. Um, all right. Uh, also, I want to make, make note that the, the commentary team was apparently a four-man booth of Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, Stevie Ray, and Conan. That sounds horrifying. Um, all right. Four-man booth. That's that's what you want. Four-man booth all times. Yeah. I hope maybe, like, I don't, I'm not going to go back and watch this, but, like, maybe, maybe it was two two-man booths. Did they have? No. It, they No. Right? It's got to be a I would hope so. That yeah. would just increase the charm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, there's a hardcore title match where Reno defeats Sergeant AWOL. Um, there's a tag team match of, uh, Corporal Cajun and Lieutenant Loco versus Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. Who is Lieutenant Loco? Uh, oh, is that Chavo? It was Chavo, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, there's a mixed tag match with Conan and Tigress. Conan, d- double duty on this show. I'll bet he got paid twice. Um, <laughs> he defeated Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson. Um, uh, there's a... Oh, this is the show. All right. There's a DNA first blood match between Buff Bagwell and David Flair. It's a, a rather famous match in the, the annals of late WCW history. Um, Mike Sanders defeated the cat by count out in a three round kickboxing match for the WCW commissioner position. Um, there's a U.S. heavyweight match, which was a two on one handicap match. It's good. Uh, Sounds like it works out. That's math. (laughs) Which was Hugh Morris versus Jim Duggan and Lance Storm. Uh, Hugh Morris won. 
this show is heavy on the misfits in action uh really like really heavy on the misfits in action um there's a singles match between jeff jarrett and sting that went just over or just under 15 minutes that's that's probably the work rate classic of the show right uh classic rivalry yeah that will continue Uh, for for years and years for years and years yeah uh then there was a, the World Heavyweight title match did not main event. That was Booker T uh, retaining against Scott Steiner by DQ. Um, and then the main event, three minutes and 43 seconds, Goldberg defeating both members of Chronic in the second handicap match of the show. Can't make this stuff up. Yeah. That's that professional is, wrestling. That is a card right there. Um Man, who is booking <laughs> Halloween Havoc 2000? Is that a Russo card? I, I feels like it. It feels like it. Yeah, all the matches are pretty long, though. Uh, and I don't see any, like, weird finishes. So this may have been just, like, a Kevin Nash. Just winging it. Just winging it. You know? Ah, well, throw some names out there. We'll do this. Last but not least, myself and Skyler have a lovely chat about Cranio. The start. Uh, I mean, uh, cr- Cranio is like awesome, but that was like the start of me for like Cranio Mania, which now has just infected wrestling Twitter. Cranio's been good for a while. Um, there's something just angelic about watching a tubby, tubby lucha masked man doing his damnedest out there. And he's got the, the, the loveliest gear in the world. Yes, his. Uh... There's, uh, I feel like he's just one of those guys where you just look at him, and if you show him to someone who like doesn't watch wrestling, they're like, "Man, who is that guy?" He just has such like an insane look. Um, he looks like a, a kaiju, um, and it's Jesus. super what? <laughs> just the fact that he looks like a kaiju. There's something wrong with that. That's what he looks like. Are right, come on, come on now, come on now. I don't know if I would go that far. Why would you not go that far? I, I like it. I like him. He doesn't look like a monster to me. He's very lovable. Jeez. I think my pen tweet is still like something about him being like thick. <laughs> are Are you at a motor rally? Uh, possibly. Okay. I just wanted to I, just chuck it in. Just chuck it uh, in. I was, I was like, I was like, I do hear a loud noise. I wonder if that's coming through. I can't hear oh, it on my headphones. It's definitely coming through. Oh, you can edit it out. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm keeping this. It's all here. The show doesn't get edited. Um, well, I, I, uh, I have a computer that I use that uh, will frequently make that sound. And really haven't learned from college where I had a computer that would make a clicking sound all the time. Um, wasn't ideal. And eventually it did get way, way too hot and just like melted. Um so I'm pretty much doing that with my new computer, too. So, oh, good. Yeah, if you hear any exploding sounds, that's probably why. Your computer's exploding. Got it. Um, okay, Mexico. Got it. Covered. Japan. Well, that's been... The last... I've watched the most. The last territory. Um, yeah. You, you, I mean, what about Canada? I mean, as they say, in me, Japan, it's a sport. <laughs> in Mexico, it's a religion. Yeah, you're not watching the Smash Wrestling? 
Are, do you watch the Smash Wrestling? Oh, no, of course not. God. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> what kind of weirdo do you think I am? <laughs> do you watch Canadian wrestling that I'm unaware of there, is, Skyler? Is there, what's the one, isn't there the one that, like, Stokely Hathaway is, like, Alpha One? Is that in Canada? Yes, that is. Yeah, it's I, by, feel like I feel it's like I... It's booked by Ethan Page, so it's also doesn't count. Oh, God, why? So you've really... Come on, come on. Speaking of Ethan Page, I feel like that the promotion that I've definitely watched the most this year in terms of in comparison to last year is DDT, which last year I watched like all the big stuff um, and spot watched most of it. I mean, Sasaki was like my number two wrestler on my ballot for last year, but this year I've definitely like gone whole hog, watched every single show. Um, and it's been definitely the best promotion in Japan, like pretty easily, honestly. Um, I don't know how much you have watched. Probably little. I unsubscribed to DDT. Um, as the player just does not work on my computer for whatever reason. So that's cool. Yeah, it, it also does not work on my computer. Okay. So, yeah, I watch it, like, on a mobile device and somehow it works better. But it is a truly terrible player. Uh, I've heard from people who are like yeah i like pay for ddt universe but i pirate the shows because like the player is so bad but i want to support them that's such an interesting move i just yeah. would not pay and then pirate it um it is well, their like the, uh, that's like the real hero guys they you know they have too much morals to be like no we're not living uh big japan anymore even though it's their streaming service is terrible <laughs> It's a moral move, one that I do not applaud. So, what is this note, that new noise I'm hearing? Oh, wait, is there a new noise? Oh, wait, here comes the motor noise again. Now I can see, we're definitely going to have enemies now. <laughs> it's making a new noise I have not heard before. Alright, hold on. I don't know. <laughs> Go on without me. Like, I, I can't do this whole heartily anymore. Like, like what, I should I, what should I be vested in watching these shows? Zack Saber Jr. going against Tim Thatcher for the Evolve title? Probably, I would assume. I can't, I can't do this whole heartily. Brad's like, go on. I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to work. I'm waiting for Hook. I'm waiting for Hook. You need a hook. It's doing with the best technical wrestlers in the entire world going against each other for the Evolved title in the most premier company. You got, you, you got me with Zack Sabre. Okay. Oh, uh, no Tim Thatcher? Okay. Okay, so, so tell me about Tim Thatcher. I'm not. Okay, why we're is, done with why, this. Why, why is he? I am, I'm why going is back he, to work. Tanner? Like, why is he the guy? Because <laughs> he's the best. Tanner, I'm going back to work. Tell Sam I left. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. This is your work. You're plugging the show. I I do enough of my social media stuff. I can't do this right now. I have to go back to work. I have to finish Shine <laughs> Eight and put it on the Blu-ray. Okay. Oh Jesus. This is so bad. This is just what's back. Just just okay. Bye. <laughs> oh my God! He actually. What am I supposed to do? Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I, everyone's left. gone. Why, why did they leave? I don't 